Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. It's Lou here with Kevin. What's up? And this is another episode of Comics and Cribs, the podcast, where we try to tell you what's going on, what's going on everywhere in the in Alaska and the real estate industry, and also in the comic book uh, and uh, collectibles industry yeah. here. Yeah, maybe we uh, maybe uh, uh, we can get you uh going on some type of investment for the future yeah or just a hobby just to pick up and have fun with also oh 100 percent. yeah so uh we'll have those books here uh probably i'm assuming for next episode but yeah you're uh, so is this like your brother-in-law or my, my wife's cousin your wife's cousin yeah yeah so uh not to go too much into it because I want to actually, uh, we want to actually show you guys the books, but there's these books that he wrote that are actually really good, man. I was reading them last, uh, yesterday. Was it yesterday or the uh, day before? Yeah, it was a, yeah yes, yesterday or Friday. Or, yeah, a couple when days brought ago. Them by and I was like, holy crap. The artwork's fantastic and the story is. The story's pretty good, yes. Yeah. Snow, Slow City Blues is the, the series name. Yeah, and, and you're. Uh, uh, your cousin-in-law is the writer, correct? Yeah, he, he yeah. helped create it. Yeah, my God. Yeah, we'll get so him on good. here. Yeah. And we'll have him call in, and yeah. uh, we'll we'll chat it up with them. Yeah, awesome. So, what's going on in the marketplace for uh, the Matsu well, Valley? So, we finally got the numbers for May, and uh, for the Matsu, uh, let's see, we had 316 active listings, and comparing that to May of last year was 389. So, we're down about you know almost 19 percent year over year. Uh, see, average sales price, just under 403000 which wow. is actually about a 4.5% decrease from last year, which it was about 420. So wow. we're, we're seeing some numbers drop, but we're also seeing that inventory drop. So that, that's kind of weird, because uh, uh, that actually, in a way, puts things in favor of both parties. It's a pretty even market. It's a yeah. Pretty, it, yeah, it's no yeah. longer a seller or a buyer's market. And also it's the list, list of price ratio, um, you know, how much this listed versus how much they actually sold it for is only a 98.8%. And over COVID years, it was like 101 and up. And it was it was common. Ah. So we're seeing it start to settle out and what people were looking for. Now we just got to get those interest rates to come back and play play ball with everybody yeah because uh, essentially when you have low inventory there's higher demand mm -hmm. so that's great for the seller yeah and the demand and is still there yeah it's all oh, the demand is there yeah the demand's there but uh, the price decreases because of the way the interest rates are actually works in favor of the of the buyers right now for for certain things yeah yeah another little fun fact uh there's currently or as of the end of may uh seven over one million dollar properties there's really? seven properties over a million one million or greater in the valley which is pretty high i don't have oh. any numbers to compare it to but yeah we're starting to see some bigger and those are residences yeah i'm yeah. assuming that one of them's the one with the swimming pool in it i think so i know yeah. there's one uh in the butte in that new division back oh, there wow. that, i toured that home that's a beautiful home really yeah it's gorgeous anything fancy to it that would make uh, it a million it's, dollar it's, other than views uh it's got um you know floor to ceiling like tall ceiling uh fireplace feature uh it's gorgeous as a, a butler's kitchen a giant covered deck and an, and an exposed deck uh, two master suites every bedroom has a its own bathroom in it oh and the the there's the shared bathroom on the main level also has a giant sauna 
Oh, damn. And an RV bay garage. It, it's got the works. Oh, okay. they, they spared no expense. All right. They yeah. made it a million-dollar home yeah. easily. Yeah. And I always, I, I always sit there, you know, just in awe because a million-dollar home here is like a $10 million home in California. Especially in the valley. Yeah. yeah. Especially and, in and the valley. And we got the views, too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's tough to beat. Oh, yeah. Uh, did you do colony days? I did, yeah. We took the little one out to the parade yesterday. That was a good time. You looked at all the fire trucks, and uh, I can't. I should have got the person's name, or at least their company's name. My son loves bubbles, blowing bubbles, having popping bubbles, anything you mention. So you know, some of the floats they would have the bubble guns and stuff. Yeah, they're like, look at the bubbles, and he like just went in awe for it, right? And this guy's like, he likes bubbles, and he handed him this awesome little bubble gun. It's like it looks like a little gun like this big, and it's got like eight or eight or nine holes, and it's just. Psh- trigger and oh, just shoots wow. infinite, infinite amount of bubbles <laughs> he's hasn't put it down since oh man <laughs> i feel so bad for the people that were behind us because he just held on to the trigger and the, the wind just blew right into the just, just putting in so, work oh uh, it was awesome he had a blast yeah that is awesome man yeah colony days uh uh it, it is an event in palmer alaska where they uh Basically, they the, every small business mm-hmm. gets out there. It's, a big flea it's like market. a fair, yeah, fair uh, flea market. There's they were, they had jump houses, horse rides, they had every, uh, everything. Is it going on today too? Today's the last day. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no parade. I'm not sure what the big festivals are today, but Man. and it was perfect yesterday weather-wise. Awesome food. Yep. Awesome food trucks galore. Yeah. Barbecue, burgers. Yeah, and a big shout out to Big J's. Uh, in the middle of all of that, they still got us our burritos yeah. that uh, we'll enjoy right after this. But, uh, uh, yeah, uh, Big J's Barbecue, big shout-out to them for uh, uh, supplying uh, the shop with uh, some awesome, yeah. awesome burritos, man. The chorizo burritos. The, their, their claim to fame is that uh, brisket mac and cheese burrito. Yeah. That thing's like the size of a baby leg, man. <laughs> right yeah. on. That sounds great. The, the turkey leg burrito, basically, but in size, I mean. Yeah. But yeah, that's great. Good lord. So um, we had colony days. Yeah. We've got the, we got the blood drive coming up next week. That's right. At the Wasilla office. Yeah. yeah. And uh, people need the RSVP for that because if you want to donate, yeah, if you want to donate, donate blood, yeah, you need an appointment because they do book up. Yeah. pretty quickly. And then also having uh, like some food and and just games yeah. and just socialize and it's a good time. Yeah, it's a good time. Yeah, it's not just, uh, I mean, obviously, uh, uh, there, there's an advertisement uh, uh, portion to it, but for the most part, it really is a community service there with mm-hmm. the blood drive. Yeah, because uh, with my wife, we're, knowing what she knows, like there, there's a shortage of, of donated blood, so yeah. it's always great to help out whenever you can. And Well, it's interesting because uh, uh, it's events like that that should remind us, like uh, when you look at the National Association of Realtors, uh, uh they're really big on how realtors help the community mm-hmm. because realtors, when you're looking at it, they're like family guy skits and yeah. stuff with Brian with the big teeth. <laughs> <laughs> get a bad name. You know, no different than cops get a bad name when yeah. there's a bad cop. You get the realtors that are kind of, uh, uh, they give off an image of the California style, you know, driving the mercedes band mm-hmm. the private jet to to a showing type stuff i would love to be that really right but it, that's not the reality <laughs> no, it's right not. no it's sometimes not i show up in the minivan because yeah. i had the boy all day yeah yeah other times i got my small little <laughs> truck and it's a 
Yeah, yeah it, it actually is. We're, we're members of the community. We're mm-hmm. military veterans. Yeah. We're uh, uh, small business owners. Because yeah. that's essentially, uh, you know, here I am. We're here uh, recording this at at the comic book coffee shop. But uh, being a a realtor, you are a small business yeah, you're owner. Not, you're not an employee. I don't, I don't know if a lot of people understand that you're more of an independent yeah. contractor and yeah. you have to run yourself like your own little business. So I, I run myself under my LLC and yeah. I set up my, I try to do as great business as I can and set it up to run as a legit bu- business. Right. Yeah. Which is exactly. under another flag. So yeah. And, and, and it, uh, the real estate is not a side hustle. No, I think COVID uh, really created that side hustle mm-hmm. mentality. And that's, uh, it's turned out to be a horrible mentality because if you label it a side hustle, then it's not serious. Yeah. Then you don't put any effort into it. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of, I, guess I see a lot of questions posted on like social media. Uh, like I have my nine to five job, but I want to do this part time. And then mm-hmm. you see the responses like, it's it's tough to do it part time. Yeah, because oh, you never yeah. you, you're not on just your schedule. You're on your client's schedule. They might they have jobs too, so they can only show it at certain times of the day, or maybe their lunch break. Maybe your lunch break doesn't line up. Oh yeah. Or and then you the, the phone calls throughout the day, like deals, something comes up, all of a sudden you got to handle stuff like on the at a drop of a dime. So yeah, I, I've got a, a a bunch of homes that I'm gonna get ready to list here soon. And for those of you that have been spoiled seeing me at the shop, you're not going to be seeing me for days at a time because yeah. I'm going to be doing that. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it takes a lot. Of, there's a lot of behind the scenes that a lot of people don't, don't understand. I didn't, I didn't fully understand it until I got completely into the business. Yeah. Um, you just, you know, I call up when we bought our home, we called up our licensee and like, hey, what's going on? He's like, oh, I just got a, you know, 17 phone calls trying to get this and that fixed so we can get into do this and that with the house, but we're yeah. good to go. I'm like, mm, yeah. okay, cool. I just showed up and signed stuff. That's all I did. Yeah. It's, uh, once again, I want to caution people because I had a bad experience. I had a, uh, one of my clients, their homes went into foreclosure and it was literally because of a, uh, they're using these out of state banks, man. Mm-hmm. Stop using these out of state banks if you can help it. Go, go, go with a local lender as much as possible now the reality is that some of the local lenders do sell off your loans to the uh the bigger out-of-state banks that yeah. does happen there's it's out of our control that's the, the way that's the, just the way the, yeah. that's the nature of the beast for that too but it, as much as possible you want to be working with someone mm-hmm. local that actually knows alaska the and biggest knows thing terrain. about that is that having the local in the beginning is yeah the most important part of your of your contract is getting it to closing and recording afterwards it's just signing a check every month or automatic bill pay in a sense hopefully that's all it turns out to be but you need that local person to help you get to that closing table right and the big banks sometimes just don't understand the ways that we do things up here and 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 then uh they will tell you that they they know the market and they're they're all full of it because uh uh it could take them weeks, sometimes months, to, to lock down an appraiser sometimes because mm-hmm. they're using an out-of-state contractor who then contacts someone out here. And, you know, all these guys are, are working out of their homes. And, you know, uh, I, I don't know. Do you know of any appraisal outfit out here that has their own office and actually... An actual office to go visit? No, no I don't. hell no. 
these yeah. guys are all running out of their house and stuff. They and don't do a lot of face to face. No, at all. Really, know. they don't even want anyone at the property when they're running through it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, I've had good experiences with appraisers, uh, but I, I have had one or two bad ones mm-hmm. um, where it just felt a little uh, uh, shady. You know, really? a little dishonest. Where I felt like uh, 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 they were just running up the numbers to build the bank and the. Uh, I built well, build the seller essentially. Really, because uh, uh, I had one situation, and we all spoke about it. And apparently, uh, uh, the other the other realtor did file it. It was on their side, but they they filed a formal complaint because uh, uh, we had it where we had this uh, uh, home was supposed to be inspected, and then it had a new septic installed, and so the appraiser says he went out there's no indications at all that the guy was physically there because we you know those lock boxes mm-hmm. you can look and see who got in and yeah who didn't. time stamps never never used this code never got in yeah so never entered the property number one and then the septic uh uh, uh gets done and he says that he needs to go back out to inspect the septic i'm like you're not an engineer <laughs> what are you inspecting yeah here's the receipts from a licensed septic installer what do you need what are you checking are you going to dig it up <laughs> you know, and yeah. it was just him billing so he billed uh, uh, essentially what he did was he billed like another 200 300 dollars i think yeah because there's the initial to fee out. to go back and then if yeah. there's any required repairs they have to go back again and there's another yeah. fee for that yeah so that was pretty aggravating pretty shady um yeah. and uh on top of that uh we couldn't find the appraiser for a while i called uh i've told this story multiple times but i i, I called the guy's uh 1-800 number it was a number out of seattle uh, some guy answers up. His kids are screaming in the background, and this is supposed to be this professional organization. And you know, he's just, uh, uh, "Hey, bro. Hey, dude." I'm like, "Man, come on. Where's your professionalism? Yeah. They don't care." They're like, "Hey, I mean, just I have cut those the relationships with some people that are like they're professional, but yeah. that's how we talk to each other." But yeah, but never met me. Yeah, he doesn't have the relationship. You have to build it yeah, first. You got to build yeah. it first. Yeah, we could speak like that to each other once we know each other. Yeah, but you know, you. It ugh, drives me nuts. Yeah. It's my prior military, but yeah, that, <laughs> you're supposed to you're supposed to warm up to that. You know? Yeah, customer service is a big pet peeve yeah, for me, and it doesn't yeah. seem to be around in across many industries. Oh anymore. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, you it's a uh, it's I don't like it. No, <laughs> that's a that's no. a sore topic for me. Yeah, I I my my wife she uh, has heard me plenty of times as we've walked out of a store or a restaurant or wherever, and be like, I wish I didn't just go through that. Yeah, I've only been pushed one time to write a like to actually email like a manager and give them like let them know what just happened. But yeah, it was and then I hated the response I got back from the manager uh, even more. Yeah, so I don't go to that store anymore. But yeah, you know, uh, uh, the way I have it is uh, um, here anyway. Is uh, I don't do the customers always right because here. The, we have a lot of introverts that don't know how to speak mm-hmm. to people. And what I mean by that, and I have to be careful when I say that, is if a, cus- if a customer is disrespectful to my staff, and, it's not, and my staff I know for a fact is being respectful, I have everything on camera, I have audio all through here, mm-hmm. 
I'm not going to give that person a pass just because they're the customer. Yeah. Does that make sense? It should be mutual respect. Yeah. But when the customer asks for something or they need something, we put them first, mm -hmm. clearly, right? Yeah. Because we wouldn't be in business anymore. If they tell us they want a certain coffee and the coffee's not to their liking, we dump it out and do it again because the customers should be getting what they paid for. Oh, yeah. Definitely. But... Uh, uh, I've, I have had customers come in here and they disrespected my, my staff and then demanded that I discipline my staff, you know, when my staff defended themselves. So I was like, no. I was like, no, they're, they're fellow human beings just like the customer. Yeah. You, know, they, you don't get to come into the shop and disrespect people. So it, it's a, I think it's a two-way street, but I get it, you know, because I have... Uh, God, I had a really bad uh, experience at a restaurant in, uh, in Anchorage. And I mean, they were hella rude. And you know me, I'm, I'm being polite, cheerful, because that person might be my customer one day, right? Mm -hmm. And that's how I, I speak to people. I speak to them, strangers, if one day they might be my customer, right? Yeah. And I learned that from law enforcement, because uh, I wasn't your traditional law enforcement. I was an Alaska State Trooper, and, and uh, I joked that I was a real Alaska State Trooper. You have troopers that stay here in Palmer their whole time. This is metropolitan. Yeah. I actually worked in the, in the bush and mm -hmm. actually did a, a rural work where you're by yourself. Your nearest backup could be Several days hours, away. Yeah. It, a flight. Yeah. Okay. And if you get snowed in, ain't nobody coming. Mm -hmm. You know, and uh, so I had to treat everyone as if they might be my backup one day. And that has happened out there. Guys that I arrested one day were the ones helping me search for someone or to get some, take someone into custody the next day. Yeah. Because you, you, you make it known to them that it's not personal. This mm -hmm. is a professional uh, interaction. Yeah. But I'm here to help, too, you know, and I'll, I'll hear them out and everything. But at the end of the day, you know, got to enforce the law. And I believe that that's uh, moved itself forward into as I'm doing the commercial side now, you know, as I'm doing retail and uh, doing transactions for people with their homes, you know, I... I go out of my way to be respectful and courteous, but, you know, I, I, I do ask that people, you know, return that courtesy, mm -hmm. you know, I, I, I'm not going to be anyone's floor mat either. Yeah. You know, and I, I think that's where the balance is, you know, because yeah. uh, I think that's why so many people during COVID left retail because they were tired of being floor mats. Yeah, you know. yeah, it's got to go both ways. I get that. Yeah, because you could be at uh, uh, some of these big departments, uh, these big retail chains, you know. If a customer spits on a, uh, on a, literally, this has happened, a customer spits on a salesperson, nothing, nothing's done. You know, they just tell the, the salesperson to eh, go in the back, clean off, here's some hand sanitizer. Sorry that happened. Yeah, no, that wouldn't. But if they, but if they push or fight the, the customer they get terminated you know i think it'd be worth it at that point yeah that's what <laughs> yeah. i'm saying yeah you spit me on me least, yeah. man you, you're catching the hands you yeah. know but uh uh or as we used to say you, you get immediate feedback mm -hmm. for that you know yeah so that's why you're seeing all these people that are leaving that you know they 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 started off as great customer service but then uh you find out that the it's a blanket policy no matter what the customer's always right the customer talks about your mother, if the customer spits on you, if the customer shoves you, if the customer throws a cup of coffee in your face, they're right, you're wrong. No, absolutely yeah. not. No. You know? So it's kind of, you know, because we expect to be respected too, right? But 
Now, going along the lines of what you're, uh, you were talking about, examples, I also expect when, you know, when I'm dealing, if I'm purchasing f from someone, if I go into a car dealership or something, that they're going to treat me with the respect that I'm treating them. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you got to give it to receive it. Yeah. For the most part. But I always start out every interaction with people as, you know, as pleasant, as polite as exactly, I can. Exactly, yeah. If, the, if it's like a server that's, you know, at, at a restaurant, I'm, I thank them for everything they bring, even right. if they just brought me things like back to back to back. I'm like, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Then, uh, but then when I when I have given that to them and then I get, you know, crap in return, then I get like, hmm. Amen. Yeah. Yeah, and that's how it's supposed to be. It, 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 you know, because it's, when we say things, we, we say things to simplify the situation, but no situation's really simple, is it? No. There's, that there's, a, it there's, a make, there's a transaction that happened, mm -hmm. and somebody screwed up. Yeah. Right? So, anyway. Yeah. And uh, I get, it's tough for them to also isolate each interaction as separate interactions, like starting fresh with the next person, with literally the person before them just treated you like crap. I get that. Yeah. It's tough for them, but it's, just, it's a skill you got to work on. Right. It's like, hey, let's start off on a fresh... Mm -hmm fresh slate a clean slate yeah. here you don't know me i don't know you let's be respectful and let's go from there you know yeah. and i've had to do that before uh, um as a trooper showing up at, at a house and you know in the butte or sutton or somewhere else and a oh, big lake and someone's amped up and it's because they had a bad interaction with a law enforcement officer prior to my arrival mm -hmm. and they don't see race they don't see... Yeah, they just uh, see the badge. They just see the badge. Yeah. They don't see uh, gender, nothing. Yeah. They just see the badge and the uniform. So I'm, I'm literally the same guy that disrespected them in their eyes. And then I have to try to coach them into giving me a, uh, uh, a fair shake. Mm -hmm. You know, hey, I'm not that guy. I'm sorry that that happened to you. Let's start fresh here. Yeah. This is why I'm here, and I'm here to listen to you. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But... Uh, uh, it's interesting that uh, um, I think because of the digital age, um, we've lost communication skills. There's no consequences yeah. I, for I, saying I, I mean things to people. And yeah, there, there's not yeah. that immediate feedback. The stuff that people <laughs> type on social media, mm -hmm. had they said that in person to someone, yeah. would have resulted in a punch in the face. Or, or something. Or, or worse, yeah. something. Right. Yeah. And there's, since there's not that consequence, you know, they carry that out and in, uh, mistakenly into the real world sometimes. Yeah. And, and then, I mean, hell, you, you go to that fail army, <laughs> a YouTube channel, you see nothing but. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As soon as people can become anonymous, that's all yeah. humanity goes out the door. Yeah. At least I'm back right. in the early days, like if you talked crap about somebody on the internet, your name was still there. Like especially right. like the AOL days and stuff. You yeah. knew who your chat name was. And then, you know, at school, they'd pop out and yeah, 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 <laughs> you'd get yeah, behind yeah, some yeah, building yeah. and you'd, you'd find out real quick you're not supposed yeah, to do that. Yeah, you'd be meeting with, with so-and-so at 3 o'clock. Yeah. God, I remember those days, man. Big circle forms <laughs> around circle, you. Yeah. yeah, the circle. I don't know if they do that anymore. No, probably not. They need yeah. to, though. Yeah, yeah, they used to do the big circle. Yeah. Even some of the teachers would be on the outside of the circle. All right, just you make see, sure. Just like, I wonder what's going on over there, and they just yeah. be off in the distance until it got too crazy. And then yeah. they'd be like, "All right, yeah. I got to step in." Elementary <laughs> fights were uh, my my first couple of fights in elementary school. It was always the same thing, maybe a swing, swing. Oh no, it, always a push. Mm -hmm. It was shoving, maybe a swing, headlocks to the ground. Yeah, <laughs> we, headlocks to the ground. My elementary was a little more crazy. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, especially like sixth, fifth and sixth grade, it was full on brawls in the bathroom, throwing people's oh, heads into urinals. Yeah, and yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah, yeah. But Not it was, like, but those too. were like fun, like let's fight type of yeah, things. It yeah, was, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. we were cool afterwards. Right, right. You always but, shook uh, hands and you were good afterwards. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. it was crazy. The ones that when it was a real fight, those ones got pretty crazy. Yeah, the uh, the scariest fight I've ever seen in my life, and I. And I have 26 years of law enforcement, and nothing was as scary for me as uh, in high school. I went to Franklin K. Lane. Uh, Franklin K. Lane is where uh, uh, the high school that they use, they use that high school for that Spider-Man movie uh, where uh, uh, Tom Holland was on the roof. Mm-hmm. I've been on that roof before. Oh, right on. Yeah, that was part of hazing for the freshmen because that door that he was, where you see the... Uh, uh, Toby Maguire and uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, oh, Garfield yeah. or whatever. Standing up on top of that door there. That's where they would trick you to go up there and then they'd lock the door behind you and then you'd be trapped on the roof. Really? And then you'd have to wait until you saw somebody downstairs and yell at them to come up and open the door for you. <laughs> yeah, so I, where I grew up, freshman hazing there. it was all open air school. So we had like the classrooms, but all of our hallways were outside. Oh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So we didn't yeah, have yeah, any yeah. closed schools. Um, so, California, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, we, and it rained, you know, three days a year. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah, <laughs> but, yeah uh, so you could do that. Yeah. And uh, it, there was no hiding. Like, oh, there, there, no. You had no protection of, like, classroom, classroom, classroom. There was a classroom and then a big field and then another class, a set of row of classes. So there was plenty of places for you to get uh, well, get found. Yeah. At Lane, Lane was, uh, at the time, one of the largest, if not the largest high school in the United States. Oh, really? And it was on the board. It was basically if, it, uh, the hallways. That's why it took so long to get the class. It was like a half a mile. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I'm that's dead crazy. serious. Yeah, wow. it, Wikipedia, it's crazy. And uh, the, the high school ended up getting shut down because it was voted the most dangerous high school in the nation. Yeah. And uh, so now it's trade schools, like you saw in the movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, they have like three, the, the three or four floors. Each floor is a different school now. Oh, that's cool. But uh, uh, yeah. Anyway, the first fight I saw there, because it was right on the border of Queens and Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. So you have all those different diversities there. We even had a police department assigned there. The 75th precinct, I think it was, was assigned there. So that's <laughs> how bad the school is when you have a police precinct assigned. Yeah. And anyway, a uh, uh, fight breaks out, and a uh, uh, Dominican dude's fighting some white dude, and all of a sudden I hear in Spanish, he says, uh, he, he's already beaten him, he's pre- damn near rendered him unconscious, the guy's like all bloodied up from this dude punching and choking him, and he starts yelling, pasame la navaja, which is pass me the razor blade. Yeah. Because what they liked doing was slashing their face, that, and their mindset was, that way every day you look in the mirror, you know yeah, you're that you made a mistake fighting yeah. that guy. And, and I walked away, so I don't know if the guy ended up getting slashed, but that that really shook me. Yeah. And I, I considered myself a tough person back then, but, man, razor blades, ugh. Yeah. God, man. Yeah, we had, we had some race riots at my school. At, yeah. at least once a year we had one tick off, and then uh, yeah. we'd walk around with fist packs in your pocket and stuff Jesus, like that. Jesus, you know? yeah. We never yeah. had, we didn't have to worry about guns or anything, though. Yeah, they, they had uh, they started putting metal detectors in my school as I was graduating. Oh, really? Yeah, so they had to, man. It was getting out of control. Yeah. They had walkouts all the damn time, you know. I was like, man, I'm barely I'm barely going to graduate. Now we got to do another walkout, you know. Come <laughs> on, man, let's go. 
it, it's not like you had a choice to stay because the mob is pushing you yeah you're heading out and it always happened man someone would always smack uh, principal damasak he had uh, a toupee they always smacked his toupee off his head man <laughs> Uh, Mr. Damasek, if you're still alive, it wasn't me. <laughs> and yes, I did laugh, and I feel bad about it. Now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, you don't realize how disrespectful some of the stuff is, what, you, what you, happens or what you see happen, or you find funny in the day, like in yeah. the moment when you're younger, and then you look back like, ooh, that was kind of a dick yeah, thing to do. Yeah, that was kind of a dick thing to do, yeah. yeah. But, ugh, man, oh, man. Uh, I, I, I envy the kids right now. Uh, but at the same time, I feel bad for them because uh, I, I feel like uh, 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 some of the kids aren't as tough as we were growing up. Mm. But at the same time, you know, that's not all of them because uh, you get a lot of kids now that that are doing jujitsu, are doing uh, yeah. contact sports, are doing hockey, and so you know, uh, uh, I swear by hockey, wrestling, jujitsu, you know, those contact sports because I I, I feel football. I feel it makes a tougher, a tougher kid for life. Yeah, more resilient. More resilient yeah. because uh, uh, until you've been hit in the face or knocked on your ass at we least once, you, you don't know how. It's easy to talk a big game and yeah. to be tough until you're actually needing to be tough. And you yeah. take that first one in the nose and you like can't see. Like you, yeah. a lot of people don't have the drive to push through that to finish right. what they need to finish. But. Yeah, they don't want to finish the fight. They shut down. Yeah. Somebody call the cops that I canceled. Two minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> no cops coming. You you defunded them. You know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Uh, but, uh, uh, yeah, so, um, and moving on to the uh, comic and trade stuff, uh, uh, we, the one thing I'm starting to see arise in, we have been getting phone calls left and right for Dungeons and Dragons. Really? Left and right. For Dungeons and Dragons, our our next door neighbor they 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 do Dungeons and Dragons. Mm -hmm. We plan on hosting some stuff here. We're not going to sell it, but we're just host some yeah. uh, uh, some some things here. But uh, um, I I'm happy that you're starting to see that turn around. Mm -hmm. You know, because I remember in the '70s playing that. Yeah, know? I never played it growing up. Um, I was always, I, I guess, I attach that stigma to it as like it's a you know it's nerd nerds or like yeah. just nobody like because I, I play sports most of my job yeah. I, I still play sports so mm -hmm. that was kind of my crowd i guess i was yeah. i wouldn't say i was really a jock jock i never played like uh like school sports in a sense where like right. you're the big man on campus but uh I just never got into doing that. I was always either playing sports or we were out riding bikes and causing trouble yeah. <laughs> and stuff running around the town um but now that I'm older. I'm, I'm more open to new experiences and stuff, and seeing what maybe I did miss out back in the day. So uh, right. my wife and her, some of her coworkers, they wanted to start a game group, and they talked about starting D and D, nice. and so they, I'll try it out. So we've been doing it for a couple months, like once a week or once every other week or so, and oh, it's, it's awesome. been fun. It's more of I still don't understand the game very well, or what I'm allowed to do or can't do and stuff. Mm -hmm. But it, it just it, being with people—that's part. Of, I think that's the biggest part. It's just a social out. aspect. Yeah, socializing and making people laugh, doing just saying stupid things, and just getting that rise out of people. It's it's just it's been a good time. Yeah, I was a I was a '70s baby, so we uh, we were that generation that raised themselves. Yeah, because uh, everyone in the house had a job. Yeah, 
you know, that was the only way to sustain the home. Yeah. Even with welfare and everything else, uh, I lived in projects growing up. And uh, uh, my mother and my stepdad worked. So it was just me and my brother. So we raised ourselves. So it was, and then uh, when our sisters were born, you know, but we, it was sports and games with friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sports, games with friends, sports, games with friends. And then uh, as I got older, martial arts, sports, games with friends. So we, I mean, uh, I probably only saw my mother maybe two or three hours out of the day. Yeah. The rest of the day was, uh, if that, sometimes. Um, especially yeah. once junior high started, I don't think I was ever home. Yeah. I think. Yeah, we were always out. Out. out bikes at someone else's house yeah. riding you had to hit a ride to somebody's house to see if they were home yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah 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 um and those were fun days though yeah i remember man i uh, uh you know being puerto rican in a uh, almost predominantly uh jewish and italian neighborhood at the time it's switched now since then I, I grew up in woodhaven queens um I couldn't afford like a BMX, so I had like one of those banana seat bikes. Oh yeah! And uh, I remember uh, uh, the kids always made me the robber, and we played cops and robbers riding. Yeah. And I remember, man, I was all bummed out because uh, I like chips, I like punch, mm-hmm. and um, my stepdad was NYPD, and I was like, he was like, uh, I remember his nickname for me. He was like, "Hey, unconscious, why are you moping?" And I, you know, he's a tough old Sicilian guy, and I was like, uh. You know, I was trying not to cry in front of him because he his uh, his his rule was uh, if you're gonna cry, you better have a reason type thing, yeah. right? Oh, I'm gonna give you a reason. Tough love, right? And I'm choking back tears. I remember. I think I was like six years old or seven, and uh, he says, uh, "What's going on?" He says, "I I want to play cops and robbers, but I, they keep making me the robber." He says, "Okay, hold on." He says, don't you lose this because I'll get in trouble. And he gave me his NYPD riot helmet. Mm-hmm. It had the big old seal and the big old plastic shield. Yeah. And uh, uh, he says, go ahead, put this on, and you can go play with them now. So I put that thing on. The thing's all big, and my head's all wobbling back and <laughs> forth, man. Yeah. And I remember, man, I showed up, and all the kids were like, whoa. And I remember all the kids in the neighborhood, they were just like, can I wear it? No, this is a real cops thing. You go to jail if you touch it. This is my dad's. You can't touch it. You know, just saying I a used lot to, of stuff. I remember going into, chasing them all day. I remember going into my dad's <laughs> room and, or, and uh, he had his ride helmet at the house sometimes too. Yeah. I remember wearing that. Thinking I was a cool uh, kid. And the kid, yo, the neighborhood flipped out, man. I was, yeah. It was, it, there was no other cops. All of them were robbers. I was chasing them all day. It was me chasing like. Ten kids, man. Yeah. My banana seat bike. They all had their huffies and yeah. their mongooses. <laughs> man, that was a uh, those are good memories, you know. Because mm. uh, 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 I have seen it here a little bit. Because now nowadays, man, sadly, it's not really that safe to be out. Yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, I don't know if you I can't would cut let your kids out loose. Even when my son does to. get to, you know, like when I remember we lived in the desert for a little bit, and I was probably second, you know, kindergarten through third grade. I'd ride to friends' houses through the desert, through like housing and stuff, and yeah, they weren't very. Now looking back, they weren't that close. No, <laughs> I'd be gone all day. Yeah, yeah, and there was no phones or cell phones back then. Hell no. Yeah, and especially we were, we we would go. I remember we would take our bikes and. um the the area we lived in was still being developed like very slowly so there was l- empty lots between a lot of houses yeah and uh 
we would take shovels and we'd build little bike jumps and stuff in those lots. Yeah, but yeah. we had so many scattered around the neighborhoods that if unless you like we told you what lot we were gonna be at, you wouldn't find us. Yeah. And then we were able to ride like I used to ride my dirt bike out of my house and down into the riverbed and stuff and I Oh, I, that's dope. I don't I don't think I could let my kid do that now. No, isn't that crazy? Yeah. That, that the whole the I guess that's why I feel bad, right? I do. Yeah, yeah. I, that does kind of bug. Yeah, you know, because uh, uh, you look at them and you're like, man, what was I doing at church? And you're like, <gasps> God. Yeah. I was. The only rule was be back before the the street lights turned on. Yeah. You know, that's a city, yeah, you know, New York thing, but yeah. And it was funny too because you know we, we lived in projects, so uh, everyone knew each other's mom's voice. <laughs> so they they would yell from the window over the fire uh, the fire escape yeah <laughs> and once they yelled your name it was almost like an echo you know someone be like yo your mom called you <gasps> <laughs> you're running yeah. running as fast as you can or taking your bike and riding as fast as you can uh, I think I was in probably my best shape in my life during those days because you know you're riding your bike and then uh, so the projects I lived in was only four stories mm-hmm. so. Uh, you had to have five stories to have an elevator. Oh, yeah. So we were one story short from having an elevator. And you couldn't leave your bike out. They'd steal it. Mm-hmm. Or they'd steal the chain or the tires off of it or whatever. Yeah. So I'd get home and then I'd have to put my big-ass bike on my shoulder and walk all the way upstairs. Because we lived <laughs> on the fourth floor at the yeah. time. Yeah. I was like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> Plus yeah. you had all the energy back then. Yeah. All that energy, man. I was, man. Uh, I've posted pictures of myself when I was younger, before, like in my high school and uh, elementary days, man. I was real thin, man, because mm-hmm. you rode or walked everywhere. Yeah, and uh, yeah, you were out all day. On the weekends, if if my mom was working at night, I was out all night too. To be honest, yeah. You know? yeah I remember in to... high school, we uh, we called it breaking night, where we jump on the subway and. We'd be out until two, three in the morning, sometimes four in the morning. Yeah. But I told mom that I was at my friend's house, and we we weren't at the house though. We were out. Yeah. When yeah. we first moved to uh, to Chino, we lived in a like a townhome community, and so all my friends and I, when it would when the time switched where it got darker earlier, we would all be out like all night long. But we'd have this game we called Ditchem, uh. and so we had. Uh, Man, it was like a small group and then a bigger group. And the people that were on the small group had to like, we had like a timeline. We'd go and hide. And we had like this giant corridor where we played in. Yeah. We'd hide and we got we got creative. We had gotten bushes. We got on top of electrical panels. Oh, and then we'd have to go and yeah. find it. And, but they had, it was kind of like tag too. Like you actually had to be like touched or like cornered and like give in so, so your turn's over or whatever. But so they, we were running. We had the cops uh, call a couple times just being too ecstatic uh, about oh stuff. Oh, my God. But those were the days. Those, that was yeah. so fun. And we just created games out of nowhere because we got, were bored, but we wanted to do something. We didn't want to be in the house. Yeah, we were. Uh, we would jump roofs. So, yeah. you, like, the garages, you'd jump from one garage to the other and just, like, go, like, an entire block. And Yeah. But then back then, you know, you damaged, like, a tile or something. You just got your butt whooped, man. There wasn't no lawsuits. Yeah. And they weren't calling the cops <laughs> to... to uh, charge you with a crime you yeah know, just made it right you know didn't have money so i was cutting somebody's lawn you know <laughs> <laughs> or cleaning up dog poop to yeah. pay for the damage we caused you know yeah but yeah 
Those were the days. The olden times. <laughs> <laughs> so what you got going on this week? Oh, that's you're just catching up still from our the I was gone all last week or for that weekend, so that's why we had a little break between episodes, but uh just catching up. That's what I'm pretty much doing. That was for the hockey, right? Yeah. How'd you guys do? Oh, we did not do great. Oh, no. <laughs> did we jinx you? No, no. So we got moved up a level because we won our division last year. Uh, oh. And we brought a team uh, that we missed. We didn't have everybody from last year come back, and we had some new people come in. Yeah, but we played We still. We played better than we have had all year. Um, okay. We were still competitive. It was. We, came, we were very close on a couple games. It was just something just happened at the right time for their team, and they took over. Mm. Um, so... It was still a good time, though. Yeah. Good, good, yeah, good. Got a lot of camaraderie. And yeah, a ton of other, you know, hundreds of other veterans were out there, several you know, oh, dozen teams of other veterans. and uh, That's awesome. Yeah, it was good. It was good. And then we had, like, a team little uh, barbecue at the end of it. Nice. And, uh, so, we, yeah, it was a good time. Nice. Yeah, hot, yeah. though. It was so hot out there. Where was it, in Cali? Or no, in we were in Minnesota. Minnesota, really? Yeah, yeah it was in the 90s. And then... Uh, Mm-hmm. You know that doesn't. That used to not be too hot for me, but now, oh my god, that's hot. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. And it was uh, a little humid a couple a couple of the days too, or a lot humid. But right, that just drains on me now. Can't do. Ever since I got back from the Middle East, I was like, I'm done with heat. Yeah, yeah. Middle East yeah. killed me for heat. Even though, yeah, when you get off that plane and it's blowing like a hair dryer in your face with sand, it's that turns me off from heat now. Yeah, we uh, um, when we went to Arizona for a funeral. That was like crazy yeah. heat, man. Like, but it's a dry heat. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Man. I don't care. That was still miserable. heat. I could feel like I was moving in slow motion, mm-hmm. man. Like God, you know they had the all the malls had like the little uh, mister systems and mm-hmm. stuff. We were at a celebration of life, and um, they had these giant. They looked like giant speakers, but they were misters that they connected the hose to, and it would just mist everyone. Yeah. Like a giant, basically like a giant AC unit outside yeah. with big old yeah. tents, and it was still miserable. Where I grew up, they had those a lot, or we even bought them for our, our the misters, our back, yeah, the bit yeah. misters, um, or yeah. the or the little hands where you squirt the bottle at you, but it still spins oh, a fan. Oh yeah. yeah, good lord, man! You needed it, or we would have I don't remember what they're called. I think we called them gators, but they were like uh, long, thin, like scarfs almost. Or, or, or like handkerchiefs, but they're rolled up and sealed with like a, a gelatin inside of it. Yeah. And you would freeze them, like dunk them in cold water and freeze them, and then you'd wear them around your neck all day. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, you were out in the desert, though, right? Well, yeah. So most of California is a desert. No matter yeah. What, yeah. Even LA is kind of a desert. Yeah. But I yeah, lived in San Diego, and San Diego was bad, but not that bad. It was like yeah, when you, you went out to Temecula or mm-hmm. something. Ooh, and so I grew up. So I. Most of my high school and stuff, I was in Chino, which is the Inland Empire, which is Temecula as uh, a part of this. So it's yeah. just a, an inland desert, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. God. Man, I had fun out there, though, man. I remember going There's out to... to uh, uh, we would go out to uh, uh, Glamis. I love Glamis. Yeah. Oh, don't get me started on Glamis. I miss Glamis. That's, that and Mexican food are the biggest things. Yeah. My buddy and I, we would go... Once we were of age and able to go by ourselves, they trusted us enough to go by ourselves. Yeah. Uh, we were there almost every weekend. Damn. It was. I miss it so much. I call them every now and then. Be like, dude, I miss it. Yeah, we we uh, uh we miss that man. Having paddles on the mm-hmm. uh, on the back of your uh, four wheelers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we we did. I never owned a quad, um, but I had dirt bikes. So I would borrow. Yeah. His, I would wear, ride his family's quads. His family was the first one to ever take me in, like I, don't know, I think seventh or eighth grade. 
and then nice. it just fueled a passion and yeah yeah uh, china wall and yep. all that stuff there china uh, comp hill oldsmobile yeah. the oldsmobile was the party spot yeah 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 god that's where you'd see like uh travis pastrana and mm -hmm. all those guys if we, you were lucky we to were see there them. a few times when robbie gordon was there riding his trophy truck yeah that and jumping that oh, thing man. and yeah the, the double behind in front of olds yeah. first time i saw him was uh uh um uh, i think it was uh they were doing practice for the baja oh really and uh my uh um my former brother-in-law owned uh land over in tecate mexico mm -hmm. and uh they would fly by there right in front of his farm there did you ever go yeah. to the southern part of glamis where it's called like buttercup it's off the eight yeah so it's like the straight shot from 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 san diego yeah and then you cross over the highway you're putting you can ride into into mexico from there yeah that's that was a cool little spot a little different type of dunes than glamis with more it was more uh height than it was yeah. like cruising ones. but it, that was a cool spot too At, when we uh were moving up to uh alaska uh we actually went through man i gotta bring that video if i could ever find it uh we we uh i had a toy hauler and my buddy had his rv and uh we decided that we were going to make a big trip out of it as we were you know doing this massive road trip to alaska from san diego so we decided that we were going to take the long route that mm -hmm. way we could uh stop at certain places to ride and adventure yeah. and stuff and uh one of the places we rode uh i think it was coos bay oh really and coos bay it was the weirdest thing bro like you're like it seems like jim's creek almost where you're like through woods and yeah. stuff and then all of a sudden you're in dunes yeah and sand dunes it was so weird man yeah i never so you had to have paddles to to, mm. to be around there and my, my buddy they do that too they do there they uh they go up to utah was it utah or oregon once he, once every couple years oh, they wow. do a trip there we did uh idaho has a little bit of a dune section yeah um yeah dunes are just so fun to ride yeah we, we rode uh She's all up the West Coast, and then uh, we rode a little bit in Canada. Oh, really? Then, yeah. That's cool. Um, and then I was, yeah, my, my dogs almost got scooped up by some wolves. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was the first time I had ever seen that, and uh, I forgot, uh, uh, one of our Canadian friends had explained to us that how they did it was a, a female wolf would come out and try to lure your dog, and... Mm because uh, she would just be there by herself and then what you don't see is the rest of the pack is waiting yeah to tear your dog up <laughs> so uh what we saw we saw we threw our dogs in the rvs and the toy hauler and we're looking at this this giant dog wolf right? yeah and then she looks at us for a while and then she starts walking across and then also you saw the rest of the pack just come with yeah ball. i was like oh boy i know arizona they don't it's not a wolf but it's a coyote coyotes but it's like a wild dog pack oh and wow. what they're doing they're you know they were um you know domestic but they would they just got together and started roaming and then they're just people that are like my dog's missing and then oh. like um, a year later they see the dog out with this big giant package just other domestic dogs just living their life out in the it's it was up near i think like near, i jumped like, in the gang and yeah pretty like, much yeah. yes it's screw you i'm out of here damn Started slanging dope and stuff i guess <laughs> 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 that kibble jumping cats 
yeah, yeah it's crazy. Uh, my mom knew somebody that they, that dog was. I, I think she was telling me that story. And I was wow. like, because they lived in uh, in Prescott, so they were near like yeah. more woodsy. So it wasn't just. De- I mean, it's desert, but it wasn't blazing hot the whole year yeah, long. Yeah, yeah. And um, you know, this, the dogs just lived in the mountains or something. Wow. Yeah, it was, that's it's crazy. They just had wow. enough of our stuff, I guess. Yeah, no kidding. Damn. Yeah. Well. I don't think we have much going on. We we have local artists coming in uh, uh, almost routinely now. I every Saturday, post about it, yeah. Every Saturday, we have a local artist in here selling their their art. Uh, we've got some cool stuff here uh, that one artist is selling. We got it in the glass. She makes like this. Uh, what's that called? You see the Joker up there? Yeah. What, what, what's that? Do you know what that's called? Is that bead art or something like that? Or? I don't like the only name coming to mind is like macrame, but I don't think that's. Yeah, what that is. I don't know what type of art that is, but she's doing like the three D thing. Like you see that Superman yeah. Lex Luthor there and stuff. Yeah, I see you got a Charmander there for. Pokemon. Yeah, like really good stuff. So man, if people want to come in and check that stuff out, support her. Yeah, those are cool. Yeah, they look great too. Yeah, like really good stuff. So, um, real estate wise, staying busy now. It's starting to pick up for me mm-hmm. finally and. Uh, uh, so we'll see how things go. Yeah. I'll have some homes being listed here shortly. Awesome. And yeah. So, whew. Yeah. And, and then uh, uh, yeah. the uh, two weeks from now, on the twenty, the weekend of 24th, is the Alaska Scottish Highland Games at the fairgrounds. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's the 24th and 25th. Yeah. Make sure you guys head out to that. And uh, um, if you're looking for coffee. Yeah. And we got the burritos. We've got uh, our, our new drink is the. Uh, Doctor Strange, which is a Doctor Pepper. Yeah, my wife drink. had that the other day when yeah. we were in. She, she, it was pretty good. Yeah. It took a little, a little swig of it. Yeah, we've <laughs> got, uh, we've we've uh, changed the game up a little bit. So it's still the base is Doctor Pepper, but it's uh, typically it'll be hazelnut and raspberry, mm-hmm. uh, and then uh, uh, with cream at the top. Yeah. Oh boy. It, yeah, it tastes yeah. like a float. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was good. Oh yeah. So. Anyway, guys, uh, please make sure to share this with your friends and family. Know that we're always on Spotify and mm-hmm. uh, for the video portion, and then we're on, uh, uh, on everything, uh, else. The, everything else for the audio only. And we try to do this once a week. Yeah. And uh, hopefully we'll have a... Man, my uh, guys are get, starting to get busy, which is a good thing, mm-hmm. but I'm trying to get that one inspector on here. If you have an inspector you want to bring on, and we definitely have to bring a title company person on. Yeah, I'll reach out to a few people yeah. and see what we can get. See if we can get somebody yeah, on Yeah, and we'll here. have our broker on here soon. Yeah. Just go. Yeah. yeah. If you guys have any uh, topics you want to hear us talk about, mm-hmm. let us know. And links to uh, uh, Kevin and I's uh, info are in... Uh, as always in the description if you guys want to be a sponsor you want a shout out for your business uh, hit us up yeah all right guys we will see you next time see you peace